It's good to be back after a bit longer of a break. <laughs> Are you? Have you got some sort of problem with got, this, yeah, this week's school? Just a slight one. Yeah, we had a few other things on the on the go over the past couple of weeks. A few more important things, so we've uh, we we had to push it back a little bit, but we're finally back. Jared is here beside me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gibbo's on the other end of the line, mate. How are you? Uh, yeah, fine, mate. Just living the dream, you know how it is. Yeah, this <laughs> was it actually a dream watching oh, this no. movie. <laughs> no, Let's not spoil it. It was a raw deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie we're covering. Some old Arnie Schwarzenegger from 1986, I believe. Raw deal. Before we get into that, I just thought I'd chuck out one of our listeners has thrown us a movie via Facebook. That he was watching gave us a bit of a bit of a blow by blow. Uh, the movie was called Robo Shark. I mean uh, Shark Week. Now Jamie, Shark who's week. our <laughs> listener, decided to give us a bit of a run through. As soon as I mentioned it, Jared said it was definitely a Shark Week pick. <laughs> Absolutely. Unfortunately, Australian Netflix doesn't have it. No, we already checked. I checked straight yeah. away. <laughs> I, I also went to iTunes there. and other areas and couldn't find it. We'll but, we'll find it somehow. Uh, Jamie, what about Stan? Is it on Stan? Well, you've got Stan for a month, haven't you? <laughs> so I, 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 I had to sign up for Stan to, to, to get the movie this week, yeah. Did you? So, Jesus. Yeah. I'm actually going to keep it. It's actually worthy. Yeah, it's just watch, watch Evil Dead while you're there and let us know mm. how that is. Yeah, yeah, I'll get right on that. But Jamie did give us a bit of a review. Part of his review mentioned that um, the acting ranges for I like this character and wish he was, he was in it more to please God let this scene end. <laughs> He mentioned there was a character in there called Bill Glates. <laughs> I wonder who that was. <laughs> and he he did point out that um, he watched it in multiple cities because, as he put it, watching this in one sitting isn't happening. <laughs> so he, he had it um, pitched at two and a half, about halfway through out of five, but said it was dropping every <laughs> very quickly every second. So... He never, he never replied as to what his final score was. But, Jamie, thank you for the, uh, the putting that movie out there. All three of us, well, maybe only two of us, are <laughs> clamouring to try and find it. Yeah. It's, it's not on Stan, I just checked. As soon as we get a chance to check it out, I'm sure we'll be, uh, we'll, it will be given the prerequisite time. Oh, I'm all over this it. show. Also, something I wanted to mention just quickly, we talked about The Nice Guys, the new Shane Black movie that's coming out in about a week, I think, in, yeah, in Australia. The reviews are outstanding at the moment. Awesome. Sitting on 94% on Rotten Tomatoes of about 18 reviews, only one of them's um, negative, and everyone's saying it's really, really excellent. So, Cool. Very high hopes. One other thing, too, there was also the uh, trailer for the new... Lethal Weapon TV series that um, I think it came out today. I had a bit of a look oh. at it. Look, I'll I just res- died inside a bit. I'll reserve my judgment until I've actually seen it. But oh, fuck, it looks not very good, to be honest. And they they did the same thing for Rush Hour just recently, and that series was cancelled after one season. So, Surely Rush Hour isn't held in the same esteem as Lethal Weapon, though. Lethal Weapon's one of the... No. Climbers. Don't touch it, you bastards. Jesus. <laughs> I guess I can sort of see why. I mean, Fox owns the property and they're just sort of using it however yeah, they see fit. Dollar signs, but there's nothing sacred. Yeah, Maybe I mean, they thought, fuck, look how well Point Break worked out. <laughs> we better jump on it. <laughs> I don't think out. they thought that at all. It didn't work out that well, I'll tell you. It didn't work that. out that well. Let's quickly whip through what we've seen since we last recorded, which was a couple of weeks ago, so um, it should be a decent crop. Uh, Jared, do you want to kick us off, mate? Yeah, righto. Started things off with a couple of horror flicks. I jumped onto Wrong Turn 6. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course you did. <laughs> Wrong bus. Continue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that series is funny because now that they're into 6, the old sort of hillbilly horror straight down the line isn't really working, so they throw these weird twists into it. This one was <laughs> very odd. What was it? 
oh, some bloke inherits a hotel that's owned by the Hillbillies and stuff. It was, it was, oh. yeah, off the wall. Okay. Um, I saw Wormwood finally. Yes, I've seen that. Really liked enjoyed it. that. Yeah, really I liked it. Oh, for th- a budget, I thought they were bloody. They did a really good job. Yeah. Only thing I didn't like is it didn't really have a, it. Didn't really have an ending. No. Um, but other than that, I was a big fan of that. I saw Civil War the day it came out. Oh, yes, yes. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I saw Hollywood Land, which I'd been meaning to watch for a while. That's the one with um, Adrian Brody where... Oh, is that um, Ben Affleck? Is ben George Affleck Reeves? plays George Reeves. I, was, I thought it was quite good. I thought Affleck was quite good. Adrian Brody was very good. Um, but again, it's, it's, I mean, the case has never been solved, so the, there, there wasn't really any sort of finality to the story in that sense. Um, but I, I found it really interesting. Um, I watched Hunting, The Hunting Ground, finally. Yep. Um, Very good really good, really good. And as I, you know, you you watched it, and I mentioned it at the time that there was some sort of inconsistencies, um, and it seems that there was. But I think the message is loud and clear, um, and it was it was a really good good doco. Game of Thrones. You went. I didn't know you were on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I've watched. I've been on Game of Thrones all the way through. So I've I've watched all of season six so far. Yeah. Back on back on deck. I actually thought yeah. season five was pretty boring. Season six is really good so far. Um, I thought season six was actually a little bit underwhelming. There was sort of a few peaks here and there, but it was sort of, I was getting a bit doughy on it. And then, yeah, obviously no spoilers and stuff, but episode four brought me right back. Yeah. Super keen. I'm right back on that one. I watched Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. What was that like? Bit of a step down. Bit of a step down. It was was pretty boring, pretty dull. Um, And considering how how it looks and... um, I mean, the first one was sort of mind-blowing when it came out. This one, the effects look really seedy in some parts. They look really bad. Like, there's a lot of effects where they're running where it just looks ridiculous. And it's it's kind of boring. The stories just aren't interesting. It was 10 years later, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Which, it's disappointing because I've always been a Robert Rodriguez fan. I think Frank Miller had a more of a hand in directing this one, but yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work out. I saw that and I could not tell you a single thing about it. I remember the first no. one pretty vividly. I could not tell you a single thing from that movie. Yeah, I'm about the same. The only the only memorable bit, memorable bit for me was the senator, and that was more because it was reminding me of him from the first film. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw Angry Birds. And oh Jesus! It wasn't as bad as you would expect. Oh, really? as, at least as it's the, relevant. Yeah, as the kids' movies go, it was kind of, it was kind of fun. Well, it is, it, is, it is a kids' movie, so it's sort of, you know, you can't be too hard on it. Yeah. couple of Blumhouse pitches. Hmm? I watched Sinister. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, that was all right. Not bad, not bad. Um, it's kind of creepy. Had some creepy chills. Yeah. It, had the, it had the Blumhouse hallmarks, like small cast. And yeah. I watched another one called Hush. Oh, um, the one that's on um, the death the, the death film? Yeah, um, I heard that was all right. Same deal. It's it's pretty. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's a straight down the line thriller, but the the death angle puts some really nice um, things into play. There's a couple of scenes that you just haven't seen before because they play with her being deaf, and I reckon watch it just for that yeah. because you'll get a few things you haven't seen before, and you'll get a decent thriller. Okay. I watched a kung fu flick called The Crippled Avengers. <laughs> and it, it was quite it was quite good. <laughs> it's from the it's from the 70s um and basically the story is there's a bad guy running like a village um and his son and his his wife gets murdered and his son gets crippled so he gives his son iron hands and then they go around crippling everyone else <laughs> who then <Sorry>. then avenge <laughs> I was going to yeah, ask if it was like one of those things that was like lost in translation, but apparently it's pretty literal to the story. <laughs> no, it's pretty literal. It, wow. it is extremely literal. Everyone is crippled. So and everyone basically, is are you saying I shouldn't bother to watch it <laughs> because you've because the story is the crippled Avengers? If, look, if you like uh, if you like martial arts films, do watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I quite enjoy anyone of note in it. Like any no, sort no. Of oh, I think, well known. I think um, Kung Fu guys. It's like made by Chick Norris. <laughs> It's made by the Shaw brothers, who I think had a hand in some of Bruce Lee's work. Okay. I can't remember if it was Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan, but they're big names in, in martial arts. arts and I think a few of those guys were quite well known at the okay. time. So. Okay. And the last one I watched was uh, – actually, sorry, I watched two docos. I watched Who Took Johnny, which was a story of one of the first kids to appear on a milk carton in America. Oh, yeah? It was interesting. Where was that? Uh, it's on Foxtel. Oh, okay. 
it was it seemingly he was abducted, but the police didn't didn't see it that way and just sort of did didn't investigate any leads. Uh, it's a pretty sad story, really. Um, well, when was it sort of set? I mean, eighties. It was the eighties, early eighties when it happened. Um, and but yeah, it was interesting. It was more about what uh, what that changed for future cases. I think it was actually a kickstarted uh, oh, yeah. project. But yeah, if you if you come across it, check it out. And the last one I watched was another doco, which you'll probably like, was Team Foxcatcher. Yeah, I watched that. Honestly, Notice how it didn't mention Mark. It didn't mention at Mark all. at all. And I think I thought they would address that because I think it's pretty well known now that Foxcatcher was almost fictional. Um, Mark Schultz and Dave Schultz never crossed over at Foxcatcher. Their time never crossed over. Hmm. So the movie is highly fictionalized um, in a lot of ways. But then, you know, the murder and stuff, obviously there's, there's parts of it that are real, but then I thought they would address that in the doco, but they didn't even mention his name. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Um, I, I didn't mind it, but, yeah, I, I felt that left a bit of a something missing. Hmm. My take on that was um, I think I'm packing my bags and leaving when uh, John DuPont tells me, look at the stationary camera that I've had outside all day pointed at the bushes. Look, can you see that? There's something moving. I don't see anything. Yeah, I can see I something see moving, John. It's me. Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Because <laughs> he was absolutely... He was seen, he seemed like he was a lunatic. Yeah, he was absolutely crazy. It's, um, it reminded me when, when they mentioned some of the things and showed some of the shots of him, all that was required was the, the tissue boxes on the feet and it was Mr. Burns in yeah, that yeah, Simpsons yeah. episode. Yeah. Was like, he was just, so it was a very, um, it was a very uh, loose cannon hmm. sort of guy. That's Look, me. I, I, I did... Watch um, Team Foxcatcher. I also watched another one that was on Netflix called Prescription Thugs. It was by the same guy who did um, Bigger, Faster, Stronger yeah. and Trophy Kids. He seems to be making lots of docos about <laughs> drugs. <laughs> well, it was it was probably his least least enjoyable one. Yeah. It, it, it sort of had an interesting byline and a through line that was about his brother who the had died. died. Yeah, yeah. But it just it didn't answer any questions with any real strength. It just kind of put these theories out there and then never sort of did anything with them. Mm. So it was it was okay, but not nothing special. I also watched um, From Rocky to Creed, the doco that's on there. Yep. Your bog standard stuff. Yeah. It's just, you, you know, if you've seen the Rocky films, you know, you, it's a bit of a making of kind of with a little bit of bit extra about Creed. Mm. Not too bad. I went and saw, oh, actually I saw, saw Joy, the Jennifer Lawrence one. Boring. Yeah. Well, why am I watching this shit? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. You, like you tell me, mate. Why are we interested in someone who created the Miracle Mop? It turns out it's an absolute load of bullshit. It's an amalgam. Yeah. Her and a few other entrepreneurs. I think that's how they sort of put it together. Yep. Because um, her name's never actually mentioned. Her surname's never mentioned. Mm. So it's kind of, you know, so there's plenty of artistic license in there. There was some interesting stuff early on. Yeah, with that world of infomercials and all that. It was around that first time that had sort of happened. But, you know, you've got these really good actors who are just sort of stuck doing nothing throughout. So it was a bit of a disappointment. And the last one I saw, I went to the cinema to see The Green Room. Oh, yeah. Really good idea. Has some tense stuff. And Patrick Stewart is excellent as a villain Mm -hmm. because he doesn't overdo the... Yeah, he doesn't turn to a slobbering sort of psycho. He's just got that really sort of menacing way about him. But it's just kind of it's 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 very dark in terms of the way it's shot. It takes a couple of missteps down the stretch, and it just kind of ends really suddenly. It doesn't sort of end with a lot of sort of wrap up, which is yeah usually okay with me. But I just kind of got to the end and I was a bit sort of oh, you know. It was a little bit of a letdown. So I was a bit, bit disappointed in that one. Hmm. But that's pretty much it for me. Give I'll up. wait for uh, Netflix or yeah, that one. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to cinema with it. I checked out a... I can't remember if it was on Stan because, yeah, I signed up to Stan so I could get Raw Deal, which is just a great <laughs> investment. Uh, luckily, it's a free first month. Um, Thank Christ. But, <laughs> uh, there's a, a movie uh, I checked out called The Voices, which is a Ryan Reynolds I didn't have a clue what it was. Yeah. Is that where he's like a, a comedy scene cleaner sort of or something? It's no? it's one of the weirder movies I've seen. It's super uncomfortable to watch. It's supposed to be a dark comedy. I read up after after I watched it that they said, oh yeah, you know this dark comedy. It's really highly rated and all that sort of shit. 
I was uncomfortable watching it. It's <laughs> fucking cringy. Seems to um, be that uh, the dark comedy is the go-to for when your movie sucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, movie's not funny. Comedy. It's a black comedy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's really it's been pretty well received. I can't remember what it was on Rotten Tomatoes, but it, I just oh, remember okay. seeing it and thinking, oh, okay, I'll check this out. And then I just did not get it. It's basically a guy who's he's got some mental issues due to childhood abuse and stuff like that, and he, he sort of phases in and out of being medicated for his condition. And you see what the medication sort of changes, and he ends up sort of uh, offing some girls and whatever else, and keeping the heads in a fridge and. The medication sort of makes it so they're chatting to him and his dog and cat are talking to him and his dog's his good... Like, it's just... It's fucking weird. I, mm. I'd say check it I'll out, pass. but it's... <laughs> I will I pass. You might, you might be interested in it, Coxie. I'm, it just might have missed the mark with me. I, I don't I don't know what the story... Like, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I, I usually like most of his stuff. And it's got Anna Kendrick in it as well. And uh, another girl is pretty well known. She always get her mixed up with about three other actresses, but... I just saw the cast and I'm like, oh, this is obviously, you know, going to be decent. And I, I just, it, I didn't get it. So, wow. um, yeah, check it out if you want to. I, I could not recommend it. <laughs> okay. um, I went and watched The Jungle Book with the kids at the cinema. It's incredible to look at. Awesome. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think it does much new in terms of the, the narrative. I think the story's pretty much what you remember from a, as a kid. You know, they've tweaked little bits and pieces here and there. But just to look at, though, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, really pretty same. film. So, uh, yeah, pretty big fan of that one. I, I, went, I watched a no, track down a movie called Magruba. I don't know if you've Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen Magruba. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, He's funny. One of the other movie pods I listen to, sort of, it's like their, like, almost like their mascot, this film. Um, they're sort of always, you know, joking about how good it is and how brilliant it is and whatever. And I checked it out. It's obviously an SNL yeah. uh, vehicle or whatever else. Yeah. <laughs> It's got some funny shit in it, but it's just fucking stupid too. If it so. was half an hour long, it'd be piss yeah. funny. Yeah. But it's an yeah, hour and a half long. a lot long. of padding. Yeah. And then quite frankly, what was that weird bit where he sort of um, has a, it's like a fantasy or a daydream or something about having sex with his, his dead wife at the cemetery? Doesn't that oh, happen? Mate. And he's just yeah, standing there with the Nick thrusting the air and the yeah, grave. He's, hump, he's humping the headstone. Along. Yeah. <laughs> Like what yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah, it, it goes it goes out there. I mean, it's it's all for giggles and stuff. And there are there's a few in there, but um, it's it's just sort of taking the piss out of you know action movies and that sort of shit. It's, and it does a decent job of it, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't see what all the fuss was about. On the other side of it, I I uh, checked out Snowpiercer. Finally, I've been wanting to watch that for ages, and I just never got around to it. And oh, I loved it. So mm. I, I don't know if have you guys ever, either. Of you no, guys but I've one? heard about it. And yeah, I've heard it's I, really good. I did the same thing, mate. I I left it for ages, and I saw it about six months ago. Yeah, yeah, I was a big fan. I thought yeah, it was I liked really it. Interesting, and it just doesn't do what you expect at pretty much any point. You sort of think things are looking up, and then they don't. And you think things are looking down, and then they're up. It's it's really well written and it's really well, uh, really well done. A lot of the effects in it and stuff are pretty cool, and the, the whole premise is really interesting. So yeah, I thought um, the same. It's definitely worth a look. Yeah, it's cool. The other, oh, obviously, the Game of Thrones stuff we already mentioned, um, and then the only other thing I was going to mention because you guys uh, had a bit of a nerdgasm in your one of your previous podcasts of doing all your video games and stuff. I um, picked up Uncharted Four. Um, yes, join the club. Yeah, yeah, I finished it pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, awesome. I'm, I, I I'm down the probably, stretch. I haven't quite finished it yet. Yeah, I think it's probably number two for me for the series. I think number two is still the best one in terms of you know entertainment value, gameplay sort of stuff. But to look at this game is unbelievable. It's just the motion capture and the animation stuff. What they do with just the human, like humanizing animated characters, it's bonkers. Mm. Um, yeah, couldn't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, and I, I actually think. Um, the storyline in this one is is seems to be a little bit deeper than the previous ones. It is. Um, I think they were they were reaching a little bit with with one of the characters that they brought in that sort of hadn't been mentioned, and it's yeah, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but it, it it's sort of a bit of a contrivance to give them this drama behind the scenes. It it's just sort of it seems a bit implausible that that sort of stuff could happen at this point. Yeah, but I think it's really it's really well done. I think the villain and it's really good. His motivations are sort of believable and everything else, and it, and there's no supernatural stuff in this one, which I actually, you know, really liked compared yeah. to some of the other stuff. So, well, put it this no, way, I do. You can tell it's they're, they're looking to wrap it up. You know, there's a lot of callbacks to the first three games. Um, yeah, they've sort of remixed the music slightly and slowed it down. It's a little more sort of um, 
I guess, stirring type of stuff. And, and, and all uh, they show a lot of, um, even in the credits, they show little sort of drawn pictures from the, the other three games and things like that. So I really like the fact that they're trying to wrap it up in such a way. Yeah. And they put the effort the, in. Yeah, well, you guys probably wouldn't know this yet, but the ending is is very satisfying. I would say, like the the way they wrap everything up, it it it's a good finish to the series because they're yeah they're done. They're not doing another one. So, yeah. yeah, which I is kind of sad in one way, but kind of oh, good sure. in another. Yep. But, but it's it's they finish on such a high and they really put maybe the if, if in that means stuff. Naughty Dog goes and does something else like The Last of Us or you know goes off in another direction. I'm all for it because yeah, The Last exactly. of Us was amazing. <laughs> that's yep. right. Anything? No, that's is that anything? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a f- take a break, and here is the trailer for 1986's Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle, Raw Deal. Wee! <laughs> Be warned. Be ready. Beware. Schwarzenegger got a raw deal, and now he means business. I thought I made good luck here. And now, it's your turn. Raw Deal. Opens Friday, June 6th at a theatre near you. Raw Deal, 1986. Directed by John Irvin, who did Hamburger Hill and Next of Kin. Produced by Dino and Martha De Laurentiis, who covered a hell of shitload of movies, including King Kong Lives. <laughs> <laughs> and the Silence of the Lambs franchise. Go with the good ones first. Of course. Written by Gary DeVore, who did Running Scared, and a Dolph Lundgren vehicle, Pentathlon. <laughs> and Norman Wexler, who did Saturday Night Fever and Serpico. What the fuck was he doing involved with this? <laughs> it Not stars much. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, we all know him as um, from Hercules in New York and Cactus Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Kaminsky slash Brenner. It has Catherine Herald as Monique and Robert Darby as Max Keller. Budget for this was about eight and a half million, and it made about sixteen million in the US. Now, a little bit of trivia. This is what I love about this movie. During production and filming, the movie was actually called Triple Identity, <laughs> due to the fact that he goes from being an FBI agent to a local cop to an undercover operative. <laughs> so there's his triple identity. Right. Thanks for being so literal, fellas. <laughs> No, mate, we, that, they were literal with the uh, with the new title too. Yeah, they decided Raw Deal might work better as an action, sound like a regular action yeah. flick. They gave us a warning. Quick synopsis. Basically, uh, Arnold is a ex-FBI agent who's now working as a small-town sheriff. Um, an old friend calls him back in to go undercover to infiltrate the Chicago mob because uh, his old mate's son was killed. I'm going to kick this off because I've got a bone to pick with Arnold. Right. About this movie. The tagline for this movie is nobody gives him a raw deal. But yet, what shits me is nobody gives Artie a raw deal, but he sees fit to take that raw deal and hand it to me. Because <laughs> I have received a raw deal. <laughs> this, this movie is, does not fit Arnie. It's not good in any way. I mean, you wouldn't call it an absolute turd. But what yeah, you say I is... probably would in some ways. You would. <laughs> well, for me, I saw it as being purely generic. There was nothing interesting about it. There was nothing new about it. And it just seems like the kind of movie that Arnie wouldn't normally be in because it's kind of this undercover cop thriller, really, barring a couple of scenes. It doesn't... Were you thrilled? It doesn't feel... I wasn't thrilled, <laughs> but I think it's more billed as a thriller. I don't really think it's it's meant to be an Arnie movie, and mm. I heard I've got some more information about why he ended up doing it um, that I'll I'll talk about a bit later on. But for me, very underwhelming. One and a half. Wow. I was thinking I was going to be rough because that's what I was going to give it to. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. I think you're right in that it's not a movie that he should have done. Mm. Because everything that we love about Arnie, Arnie Flicks, it's, it's not there except mm. for a sort of 10-minute chunk. Um, I always thought to myself, oh, yeah, you know, an Arnie Flick, you'll always get this or that. I was wrong <laughs> because I didn't get a lot of what I was expecting in this <laughs> one except for down the stretch. And that calls on Arnie 
when he's not firing guns and doing all that sort of business to do a bit of acting. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's where they might have got a raw deal on his contract because when they said you need to act, he just kind of went, mm, and sort of had a crack at it, but it didn't sort of work. I think out. that would have been a running joke on the set. Directors yeah. watching Arnie uh, do a scene and go, yeah. Do you think we got a raw deal? Yeah, we got a raw deal. <laughs> I think you, like you've mentioned it before, if you watch something now like uh, Maggie. Now I didn't I didn't really like what I saw from Maggie, but at least Arnie can give you a little bit of something. Yeah. Back then he just couldn't <laughs> give you anything. <laughs> in those in those sort of stakes when it required a bit of romance or a bit of <laughs> there was just nothing there. <laughs> the cupboard was bare. Yeah. And and you pointed out in a previous podcast, Arnie can't really sleepwalk through. He's no. gotta be wide awake and ready to go. And <laughs> This is not at his best. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go one and a half as well. Gibo. I was actually really surprised that, like, I thought I'd seen all of these. And then I started watching this and I was, I was just lost. I, I, I couldn't remember any of it. I, I just had nothing. So then I watched the whole movie through and then I got to the end of it and I still felt like I hadn't seen it. <laughs> you didn't watch it again, it did you? I did. Well, I watched it again. Well, you've because... got it on stand for a month. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. Oh, I couldn't remember else. anything. I could not remember a thing about it. I, was, I just got to the end of it and I went, "Fuck! Did I just fall asleep?" Like, <laughs> it was just the most nondescript, stinking pile of shit. I don't think there's a single line in it that works. There's a couple that are funny, but not intentionally. Um, I think his mate Harry has the best line in it, and we'll get to that later <laughs> on because I think we need to mention a few of these one-liners. Oh, that I've got a couple of absolute gems. There is some of the too, by you. Well, they are, but they aren't. Like they're not intentionally trying to be shit. They're trying to be like these really clever, quippy, like one-liners that they, you know the Arnie's known for, and not one of them fucking hits the mark. No. That none of them makes none sense. None of them no. land. The, the, I mean, you guys mentioned the acting. You don't ever expect it to be spectacular, but Jesus Christ, Try, no honey. one's good in this. <laughs> there's there's just nothing good about it. The editing's shit house. When when Harry's telling him that his son died. There's an inexplicable cut with a fade, and then they go back to the exact same scene, and they've just moved around. It's <laughs> like the whole movie is an absolute shambles. You guys thought you'd been rough with a one and a half. I'm giving it a half star. Oh, oh and you watched it twice, though, so you had the chance to re-savor it. Mate, I, it was... how can you get to the end of a movie and not realise you'd seen it? That's how bad this shit is. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. Hey, okay. on half a star. Jeez, you, half you, a star. you didn't watch Avalanche Sharks. No, nah, but look. I could go. I haven't sunk to the depths that you blokes have. But <laughs> I, I, this is, I this could is go cool. either way on it. Like I could, I could stretch to a half on this movie. The reason why I went one and a half is, I guess it's it's competently made in terms of like you look at an avalanche Where? and those sorts of things. And you think, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know. But my biggest problem is this you're is generous. A really, you are a generous man, Adam. I have been in this case. I gave it one star for the last the, the shootout at the end, <laughs> basically. <laughs> But this is a really weird spot for Arnie. This was just be- after Commando, but before Predator. And he, the, the guy was starting, to, he was starting to get some credibility and go up. You know, his movies were going to be more popular. And then he throws this thing in there randomly out of nowhere. Like, it's almost like, was this not even released? And now it suddenly <laughs> appeared on stand? <laughs> so, look, let's get into the likes. Now, I'm going to put a caveat on the likes because some of my likes are just because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think there. that's all my likes. I'm going to kick it off with Forget I'll Be Back. This has got Artie's funniest line for me. Let's <laughs> you, just go you down must not, Let's just read them all. You must not drink and bake, I believe oh, is his line. Good After Lord. his wife makes a cake whilst pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That was special. That makes heaps of sense. Oh, and the way he delivers it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where you get the laughs, I think, isn't it? I think, Gibbo, you once said he's just a robot. It's <laughs> oh, still his best role, and there's a reason. Yeah, like, well, when, when, we were, when we were watching it, I said the same thing. I said, did they actually just take that fake sort of prosthetic head they made for Terminator and just <laughs> get it to open its mouth and dub some lines over it? Because that's what we were getting pretty yeah. much. Stan Winston's shop continues to get calls. Um, Artie's got a new movie role booked. Oh, shit. Get <laughs> that bloody robot out again. Yeah. The but, lines. yeah, wow. um, you shouldn't drink and bake. Classic Arnie. 
Meant to be funny, I assume. <laughs> Some someone Not thought it really, was. He doesn't really hit the mark. No. And so like think about this, somebody's written that and then gone through numerous drafts, still thought it was funny left it in. and left it in there. <laughs> yep. Then it's been read by producers, <laughs> actors, directors. It made the cut <laughs> somehow. No, I think it's an article. He's gone, I've got this good line. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> could be They've rolled it out and gone, oh, shit. Okay, well, we better keep him happy. <laughs> Leave it in there. My favourite line of the whole thing was the girl goes, I'm impressed. I'm hungry. <laughs> that was just outstanding. <laughs> I didn't even know where it was supposed to be going. But you know what I like about that that whole thing? It's supposed to be flirtatious. They seem to be having sort of a flirtatious conversation. She's like, he says something about how awesome he is or some shit like that. And she says, oh, I'm impressed. And he goes, I'm hungry. I'm thinking, (laughs) as they say in a podcast I like to listen to called We Hate Movies, cue the saxophone. (laughs) You hear sax going, (laughs) you're thinking, all right, they're going to end up back in the sack. No, we're at a steakhouse. He actually was hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sort yeah. of what Artie I... Artie doesn't sort of work in double entendre. Yeah, I thought the same thing. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, double entendre. No, no. Um, there's, the, there's the literal... <laughs> the literal sort of angles again, just straight down the line with it. Artie's can going... I throw, uh, can I throw one into the ring? There's... Uh, my favourite line is, and this is clearly because one of the scriptwriters has an issue with Arnie and just wanted to try and make his head explode. <laughs> so he made him say the line, he molested, murdered and mutilated her. <laughs> and Arnie, seriously, it's like his mouth nearly falls off. And Arnie, he molested, murdered I'm not gonna, and mutilated I'm not gonna the line. <laughs> if you're going to watch this movie, you've got to just see him try and wrap his lips around that sentence. It's mind-boggling. It's clearly a piss take. It, it just took me back to the, you know, the... The old you know, piss take uh, Wild world of sports Things where they try To get the bloke With the lisp To say all the words <laughs> it? It's like What would be the hardest thing For Arnold Schwarzenegger to say These six words Let's do it It was hilarious I, I watched it like Ten times in a row I just kept going back like, for the yeah. Did you guys even notice that? Yeah I, I, I remember it Just thought Yeah geez, Arnie You butchered that <laughs> You really butchered that Haven't you? <laughs> His mouth just can't form the words. It's it's brilliant. Um, okay, um, there's an explosion at an oil factory, which is awesomely huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's just massive. It just it's like it's, you both said though. I, I was sort of phasing in and out of it so much that I didn't even. By the time he was blowing up the factory, I just sort of sat back and I said, "What did he do that for again?" Because <laughs> I'd already forgotten. <laughs> Is this his fake death? Is yeah. that when he's setting up his fake death? Yeah, talk, okay. I didn't have a clue what was it's going just on. So, there was so much explosive. The whole place just goes up. <laughs> it just gets destroyed yeah. into matchsticks. Is that, was that the first of the triple identities? Or? I think that, that was <laughs> identity one. <laughs> that was the end of the sheriff, yeah. yeah. He's got one of the best fantastic undercover names ever. Joseph P. Breder. P stands for pussy. <laughs> Well, that was one of the other lines. Like, is that supposed to be clever or is yeah, it supposed I, I, to be I, I, trying I, to get arrested? Yeah. Like, that's was a cop. That, was that legitimate or, yeah, was he trying to be funny? Uh, what was the go with it? Um, is he calling the cop a pussy? Is he saying <laughs> he's a pussy himself? I think it even doesn't Arnold make any doesn't sense. know what it's about. <laughs> legitimate, um, legitimate like, though. Ooh, the cop. Was it, was it Terry O'Quinn? No, no, no. It was um, Ed something. He was in... Um, Another team movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, the cops are following right. him. Yeah. Yeah, he actually breathed a bit of life into things. Because, when he got because there, he's kind of like um, relaxed and just sort of cruising along. Like he's not taking it too seriously in the movie. So yeah, yeah. he kind of gets away with that. I don't understand the P for pussy. No. I'm still trying to work it out. I've been wrapping my head around that for, for a week. I think, it's, I think it is um, a little bit of what you said that there might have been gags in there, there might have been Arnold sort of. The, yeah. the beginnings of Arnold saying, hey, hey, I'm pretty hot stuff here, so I might just start throwing my own lines in yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't work. But no one said to him, we might. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the script just said Peter and he just went, nah. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> this will go over real well, guys. Just trust me. And in the in the dailies, everyone's just silent. Nah, and he's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, there you go, Peter Pussy. <laughs> That's great. Leave it to him. <laughs> 
Um, I actually had it's another it's another one that's not supposed to be a like, but you've glossed straight over it, and it gave me just. I, I think that's why I missed the first fifteen minutes of the movie because I was still laughing. What's the go with his get up when we first meet him and he's chasing the the guy on the motorbike? He looks like he's you know the Austrian lumberjack or something. He's got he's got. It needs to fit the soundtrack, mate. Didn't you hear the yeah. music? <laughs> he sounds like Deliverance. It's like the Duke's a hazard. He's got the flannelette shirt, but that's what I was thinking. He's he's, he's got the double denim too because he's got a double <coughs> denim jacket yeah. over denim jeans. He's pissed off with the guy riding the motorbike because he's riding all over his stacks of wood that he's been cutting down by the looks of him. <laughs> Yeah, it was, well, the only thing missing was a dirty great beard. Yeah, and uh, the the sort of the icing on the cake was, I know we don't expect realism in an arty movie, but when he rolls into the he rolls into the police station and starts going, <laughs> I'm going to book you for this, 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 this. Here you go, fellas. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm thinking, hang on a minute. You got to write some sort of statement, but a bit of paperwork. You, mate, he's a copy plays by sheriff. he's a copy plays by his own rules. Remember our handbook. Mm. There's no paperwork for this bloke. Oh, well, Arnie in. makes somebody else read the handbook. <laughs> <laughs> Playing by his own rules. Yeah, you read the rules for me. <laughs> yeah, read the rules. Don't worry about it. Now, I will say this: a legitimate like. The final shootout is actually pretty good. And mm. quite violent, and adding the um, satisfaction by the stones when he drives into the quarry, I kind of liked it. I liked all of that put together. That is an Arnie film. Yeah. The rest of it is, I don't know <laughs> who's movie, but, but, but nobody. The rest of it is a pee for pussy. <laughs> pee for poo. <laughs> yeah, it, that's, that, that is legitimately a decent sort of Arnie flick. That would be at home in a commando or something. Yeah. That was my only part of the film where I really kind of enjoyed it. And that was about 20 minutes. I think the fact that we have to preface anything that we actually liked about the movie with legitimate like here, I think that says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> that is the best part of the film, plus Arnie speaks barely in that part. Yeah. And that's when the movie's at its best. Which that's why it takes an upward turn, for sure. Yeah. That doesn't look good for Arnold. As an actor. No. And he has, I mean, he got better as we went along and people figured out what his wheelhouse was and didn't make him sort of stray <laughs> too far from that. And he did get better as an actor. Like, things Slightly, like True yeah. Lies and things like that, yeah, he, he had a, a decent sense of comic timing. And he, yeah, but he, they, they actually had some good gags yeah. in there. <laughs> they didn't have a don't drink and bake or, you know, piece of pussy or any of that sort of shit in there, so... Okay. I actually think uh, when she said, I'm impressed, I think Arnold might have actually forgotten his line and <laughs> just sort of blurted out, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, shit, now we've got to do a restaurant scene. <laughs> Thanks, Arnold. No, I can see it now. He goes, I'm hungry. And then the director goes, Arnold, did you understand that this is kind of sexual? <laughs> We're supposed to be flirting, you know? Yeah, we are trying to get you in bed. And he's like, no, 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 no. Plays better if we end up at steakhouse. Because the, the stupid thing about that whole scene is, the stupid thing about it is, we cut from them sitting having a drink in a nightclub to having a steak meal. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we could have cut that line out and just strung the whole the whole bit of dialogue together. <laughs> we didn't need to go anywhere. Yeah, I think Order gets, some bar snacks. <laughs> grab some peanuts. Get, grab some piss. You're only seventy percent urine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real aphrodisiac. Yeah. But but there's no need for it. No. And I just get the feeling it, it sort of seems like maybe Artie didn't understand. <laughs> It's a common theme in this movie. <laughs> okay, let's get to the dislikes because there's quite a few in the, in my book here. Wait, 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 wait. I got I got two quick likes. Okay. Uh, I think the line of the movie goes to Harry uh, when the lead investigator, who ends up being crooked at the end, yeah. uh, they're at the after they have that little bomb, and Max is walking out, and he says, "Hey, Max, that's what we're all after, right? Justice." And then Harry turns around and goes, "Fuck justice!" And storms <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Line of the movie, hands down. Um, I, I absolutely pissed myself. It was just so unexpected. He says it with so much conviction. Delivery. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and then the other line I liked was uh, Monique, when she, the slimy henchman prick, I can't remember his name, he's Max Keller, I think yeah, his name. Yeah. 
uh, and he's talking about how he wants to be next to her or whatever. And she says, the only way we'll ever, he'll ever end up lying next to me, Max, is if we're run over by the same car. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought that was a pretty good burn. Other than that, Arnold rolls in that's my two likes. Steak, steak Max. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm hungry. Those two lines are my I'll tell you right now, you have to do um, murdered mutilated. <laughs> <laughs> You molested, yeah. murdered, and mutilated her. <laughs> that was actually way more intelligible than his yeah, episode, so I couldn't quite mess it up that much. Yeah, Artie, <laughs> there's a couple of actually funny lines, and I must, must admit, that line where she does say, the yeah, time we'll be laying next to each other as we both get run over, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately good. Um, that's that's the only two. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure as I'm, I'm as big on fuck justice. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we give oh. say that? I'm all it's the delivery when you get the something brilliant. Yeah. When you Randomly get something unexpected over, like yeah. that. Yeah. It livens things up because Christ. At, by that stage, the movie is just <laughs> it is just bogged down. I mean, just that's, shit about the mob. It's all along the lines of. One of your old favourites in the Boondock Saints, where the bike's like, Why don't you, you can never make like a tree and fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> you can never remember the saying, so he blurts something out like that. And when when they throw it in unexpected, yeah, it does kind of it work. does get it a laugh like that. Okay, dislikes. I'm going to kick off with the team of police who are protecting that witness at the start. <laughs> Talk about it, Ed. Jesus Christ! They just get slaughtered. In seconds. <laughs> it's not exactly like, you know, your crack lead henchman that's sort of doing all the damage. Yeah. It's just your, it's just just your, your random run of the mill. It's like, it's basically these guys are like Rocky, you know, picking money up from bashing yeah. guys and threatening figures. Like, that's Seemingly, like, like from what I could see, though, uh, the, the problem seemed to be all the hair was weighing all the police down, but <laughs> there was a hell of a lot of it getting around. Also, scene. how about you fucking lock a door? You're yeah. out the bloody sticks trying to protect a witness. You're playing Trivial Pursuit and leaving the door <laughs> unlocked. Come on, fellas. Yeah, lift, lift you go. In fact, I don't even think they, um, they barely fire a shot. No. They well, barely protect themselves. They just sort of get killed mm. in five seconds. It's all over. In and it didn't seem to be. Uh, it didn't seem to be a very good job of sort of keeping things inconspicuous because there seemed to be blokes just wandering around outside everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Or the bloke parked outside, just sitting in a car in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And they've all got shoulder holsters on, so basically there's a red, there's a fucking neon side going cops. Yeah, yeah. Safe house, safe house, safe house. <laughs> Yeah, so I had I had uh, major problems with that. Arnie um, pro- does produce some some really good small town policing by to stop a speeding motorbike. He pours a large amount of gasoline and sets fire to it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I wanted. I wanted more of that. <laughs> that's what I was missing. Oh, man. <laughs> Just top shelf small town policing. Yeah, of course. Surely there's better procedures. The whole, the whole way that scene's do done, though, Yeah, he doesn't do any paperwork, so no one's going to know you set fire to everything True. <laughs> other than the people that it, happen to be caught in it. Even that, that, the way he does that, though, it's really confusing because he's pulled over, he's putting a jerry can back in his ute. So we can get from that, okay, cool, he's poured fuel on the... But why is, his, why is the bonnet up on the Jeep? Like, oh. I, I got really confused with that scene. I'm like, what the... <laughs> broken down. What's he doing? Is he having a picnic? Is he putting water in? What, like, yeah, it's, it's just... It's that that none of it makes sense. That whole and why did that mate. bloke piss off the other way and then just turn around and come back and go, ha ha? Yeah, yeah, because he was, Arnie was behind him. Yeah. Yeah. The whole and suddenly scene Arnie's in front of him somehow. The whole scene. Uh, local sheriff just, knows all the back roads, mate. Yeah. It's all over. Well, when you're a lumberjack, you've culled that fucking <laughs> forest. You've probably culled in a few little shortcuts. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't even know what was going on to start with because. You, they launch into the race, but oh, not the race, the chase. Sorry, but you, you, but you've got no context for it. It just comes out of nowhere. So I'm sitting there going, okay, we've got a chase, but who's and one of them's like, a copper, like the guy, the guy on the motorbike's dressed like a cop. Yeah, and you and don't so you know this at the start of the race, so you're thinking, what the what's going on? Like, and then obviously we get jerry cans and <laughs> things yeah, like that. But yeah, when it was actually happening, I was thinking, I, I'm not, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, that stage though, that's actually compounding the fact that the whole introduction to the movie, where all the guys are being assassinated, none of that's explained either. You've got no, no idea who's being killed or why or anything, it, and it doesn't. Yeah, and what it's it doesn't tr- add anything. What is trying you could be to be told all that shit. 
What mm. it's trying to do is that classic idea of, oh, here's a few um, sort of quick scenes to sort of slam-bam sort of scenes to start with, and then we'll explain it all. But you've fucking lost interest. Like, you, yeah. you're only ten minutes, you're five minutes old, and you, your interest is already waning because you don't actually know the context of why any of these scenes exist. No. So, yeah, by the, by the time he poured the fuel on the road, my brain was two-minute noodles. I, <laughs> I, just, I, I was lost and I was disinterested already. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was... Yeah, it was tough. And I think that's really that's that's a big problem with this movie. It is so much because um, of the mob, and I think you find this with a lot of these mob sort of thrillers that there's so much exposition required to set up the warring factions and all this sort of stuff. He keeps talking about Lamansky and all this sort of shit, and I mm. kept thinking, who's Lamansky? <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing is that exposition was very minimal. We just needed something. Like, we needed just a quick shot of Arnie in his thing on the police radio going in pursuit of the bloke dressed up as a fake cop or whatever. Bang. That would have worked perfectly, Something yeah. like that. And I don't know. I think the, yeah, the witness protection, I don't think... Oh, the witness protection does sort of end with that line of you want to be a witness, witness this. But, I mean, this is... But the even thing. then, the that's sort of... Gibbo was saying. It's, it, it's the same with the chase scene. You don't know that till the end. And you sort of need to know... Yeah, yeah. You need you, something beforehand. Mm. And it just kind of that's and, and I think the movie just follows along that way the whole time. Yeah. It never really tells you anything until a scene has gone by and then at the end we'll just yeah, we'll throw you a bone. This yeah. is where it might be at. I mean at, oh, as okay. the audience, the things we should be having to work out for ourselves don't include okay, why are we currently in a in a car chase with the music from Deliverance blaring <laughs> while it's going? Like that's that's down the line. That's run of the mill. You should know that before we're into it. Yeah. Or you should be getting fairly quickly explained. Not the scene ends and then, okay, so that's why Arnie did that because he's the good guy. He's, you know, we probably knew he's the good guy, but this is why he's doing it. It was just, it was, yeah, a bit over the top. Yeah. I, I think that you're just, what you raised early on, that Arnie's acting limitations are brought up by movies like this. It's because the physical stuff is really kept to a bit of a minimum here. Yeah. There's the occasional punch-up. And honest to goodness, are you putting Arnold Schwarzenegger in undercover work? I mean, he's <laughs> the size of a fucking house. He sticks out a mile. Like, yeah. it's not a good move. No. He can't, he, he, he can't sort of... He's got an accent. It doesn't work all the time. And in a movie like this where you've got to do a little bit of... The, the talking, like you said, is supposed to be a flirtatious sort of vibe between him and his missus. It is just totally lost. Yeah. Speaking of his acting limitations and stretching them, Arnie acting drunk is worse than anything you could possibly ask him to do, I think. <laughs> You've got to give him props, though, because he really built his head on that headboard when he oh, passed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> commitment. But when he starts sort of. He's acting drunk consists of closing his eyes and giggling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but him giggling. <laughs> yeah, he's giggling. He's, uh, yeah, oh, it's just I, I was watching it just thinking, fuck, they couldn't have they couldn't have come up with something better. They couldn't have just cut this out and oh he's already asleep. What a bugger. Like Look, what I read and and sort of bringing back to what I said before about how this seems like a weird choice for Arnie, what I read was this had to do with um, keeping the rights to Total Recall. Hmm. He really wanted to do Total Recall around this time, and I believe Dino De Laurentiis owned the rights to Total Recall, and so they they cooked up a, a deal, I think, that Arnie would make Raw Deal in exchange for those rights yeah. to, to the, the story for Total Recall, which we know is one of Arnie's great performances, getting kicked in the balls repeatedly. <laughs> he delivers yes. on that front. But I can kind of see why you'd end up doing it because obviously he was really keen on Total Recall as a project oh. and he just, he had to... Well, it's one of those. He had one to of those things. But the, 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 the only thing about that that sort of gets me is when you, when you sign on Arnie for a picture, and this is what I'm saying, it's, it's relatively early in his successful streak. As far as I know, this one wasn't part of the streak. No. It was in there, but it wasn't one of that what you would call the successful ones. But... When you have Arnie come on board to a movie, you rewrite the shit out of that. Take take all that other stuff out and just put him in those fight scenes more. Like we we don't need all this walking around and all this dialogue over dinner and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. 
I think that's probably what should have happened if it was a movie that was pre- already written and just rewrite it. Have Arnie rewrite it with his sort of comedy stylings. And <laughs> <laughs> that might have happened. Yeah, I think it that's did. A, yeah. yeah I don't know if that's enough, a solution. Not content. enough. But I, I, I would agree that, yeah, look, you've got to rewrite it to tailor to Arnie. But at that stage, he probably didn't really have a... They hadn't really... 100% settled on the Arnie formula. Yeah, um, but surely bring but, him in. But you've got to be bring looking at in. Commando as the template. Yeah. Saying, well, Commando was a hit. You've seen, you've seen at least 90 minutes of the man on film. You know that he can't carry this stuff. Yeah. Not that it was real strong anyway. It was a bit sort of convoluted in parts. And, but, geez, just pare it down. <laughs> give us, give us the, the bones of it and let Arnie run around and blow some shit up. And then punch... Punch seven, seven shades of shit out of people just for no, you know, for any old reason. I don't care what yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I do love the fact that he makes himself um, sort of aware to the big mob bosses in Chicago by turning up to an underground craps cave and they're just flogging the shit out of everyone <laughs> overturning the place. Yeah, it's one way to sort of, one way to impress. <laughs> Uh, the best part of that whole scene is when he throws the guy on, at the end onto, onto the, uh, the air conditioning vent and the bloke just lays there wiggling. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> would you not just climb down? Like, yeah, he just threw him up done. there. He didn't even hit him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, here you go, mate. Just go up there for a minute. He just laying on his stomach. Like, just climb down. still be involved in the biffo. Well, he's just laying there, like, wiggling his arms and legs around. Like, yeah. he's... Oh, yeah, I don't know. It was, com- it was comedic, at least. Now, there's a couple of pieces sort of dialogue. Of. These are in the So Bad It's Good, but... I kept him in the dislikes page. The couple of the big honchos in the Chicago mob say to him, um, have you got any references for your sort of tough guy work? And he's like, I'm in a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my what computer? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, But, yeah, I like that. I think that was trying to reference the previous part of references. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's the last time a strong arm oh, bloody bitch? Can you give us the number of the last three people you kicked the shit out of? Just for a couple of references. <laughs> yeah. And maybe they can sort of on reference to other people you flogged. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Because so. you know they're just going to give us what we want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not sure when you're in, uh, I'm not sure when you're in sort of an unsanctioned and illegal kind of line of work that you, there you need references. references. <laughs> You've got to copy your CV on the way out. Tell us some, um, give us the names of the last three scumbags you worked for. <laughs> and there's a also an absolutely hilarious line where the, he's, um, the girl in it, Monique, she says to him, so you're a thinker. And Artie sort of ponders it for a second and goes, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, yeah I, I get you, 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 that contract, thinking, you. You were thinking when you saw this, I can tell you right now. Is it supposed to insinuate that he's also a doer and it's like a hit online? I don't know. I couldn't tell. It's another one of those ones, Kimo, much like The Hungry, where we think there was something more to it. We just cannot uncover what that was. Kenny G was going off in the background. You would assume. assume. Oh, mate. You mentioned it before. The saxophone was just like, it was like someone had just walked up behind you and started... It was, there was nothing subtle about it. It sounded like a Fantasy Lane commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it just oh, came out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. And you thought, okay, well, you know, we know where this is going. No subtlety about it. But it was kind of like this too. A couple of times it sort of went, Arnie would sort of give her a look and a smile and then it'd go, doo-doo-doo, start up and then Arnie would revert to one of his fucking stupid comments and it'd go silent. It's like her sex drive. It was like, it was like the director and the producer just going, oh, shit, he hasn't got it again. <laughs> he hasn't understood. Oh, he's missed it. Cut the sacks. <laughs> oh, oh, get out of here, Kenny. <laughs> one of the, uh, the all-time uh, reactions by some of the other cast members to one of Arnie's lines, though, when, when he's trying to take the piss out of Max because he's trying to steal his job, and he says, Max, if you're the best there is, the wheel would have never been invented. And then Petra Vita behind him, Makes this look on his face like it's the sickest burn in the history of burns, and I just shook my head. I'm like, "Is that supposed to be a thing? Like, that doesn't make any sense." The wheel was invented a long time ago. This bloke's the best at being a henchman. This has no relevance whatsoever. And Petrovic is like, ah, "I like this bloke. He's good." I just, 
Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that the fact that it's quite a like it's quite a setting him up as this guy's kind of the new kid on the block for Max Killer's sort of a he's not yeah, you know, he's not cutting it anymore. He's muscling in on the killer game. But yeah, the the ref, as you say, the, the the reference to the wheel, I mean most people would just be scratching their head going, What what are you talking about? But no, nah, no, nah, Sick Bird got him. Got him. His yeah. references are obviously beggable. Then they have that ridiculous scene where they strong arm that guy in the um, in the gay club. He's in the yeah, gay yeah. club, and then Arnie Keller's being too soft, so Arnie intervenes by dragging him across across about ten lines of um, a desk or something, and throws red paint on him. And it's kind of like once again, you know, it's just it's 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 not working for Arnold. It's it's another one of these silly things where he just looks out of place doing this stuff. Mm. Even though oh, there's I a think physical that part. bit there, though, that, I think he was actually trying to save that bloke's life by doing that. Though. Oh, okay. Because because Max was going to kill him, and because Arnie's the cop, he 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 was like, "Oh, I'm going to jump in here, and I'm going to substitute with this red makeup or whatever that shit was he threw on his face." That was to stop him actually getting murdered in front of him. That was right, the whole point okay. of that thing. Well, considering you've yeah, watched that, that bit, actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to I don't give it too many props, but I think that's was, what they were going for. Yeah, you picked up on the subtlety the second time round. <laughs> I, I sort of must have missed it. I sort of came back into it um, when you get. Oh mate, I can't judge. Around. I can't judge if you're not looking for a deeper level of meaning yeah. in some of these scenes. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall this just isn't an Arnie flick. It, mm. it, it seems way way outside of his comfort zone. I got for a lot last, of reasons. Um, I got one last dislike. Arnie's mate. Yeah, you know, the one that the bodybuilder or whatever that's in the final oh, scene. Sven Olathorsen <laughs> or whatever. His name <laughs> I, is. I think it was him. He runs out of bullets, so then he fires off a couple and click click. Instead of going, shit, I better take cover, he looks at his gun and sort of, you know, what You've do I do down. here? And then obviously, you know, gets taken out that way. I just thought, I've seen that too many times. <laughs> like, it's, uh, yeah, he must have thought he had one of Arnie's magic reloading guns. No, no. <laughs> and, and in the background, Petrovita's going, that guy lied on his references. <laughs> he said he knew something about gun work. He knew something about it. But, yeah, just the old, you know, you, you've, you've fired two that, uh, you know, there's nothing there. Hit the deck, mate. Just yeah, drop, do get something, down. get some cover. But he's goes, oh, shit, looks at his gun and stands there for about three or four seconds looking at it. Seriously, I thought he was going to shake it for a second and have another crack. <laughs> or he was going to like do the old um, House of the Dead, point away from the screen. Yeah, point a tick, reload, bang. Reload, yeah. Yeah, look, uh, there's a lot as far as this movie goes that doesn't suit Arnie. And again, it, it just it's, it's disappointing that it sort of feels like one that he was kind of forced to make. Um, if, if what we've read is what I've read is correct, it's almost like it became an obligation to make it. Yeah, and, and, and that's never good filmmaking. Yeah, it's not. It's not good filmmaking. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like let's just force this this guy to do this. Yeah, he's hot right now. I think the script would have been rewritten. To be honest, I think it would have to an extent. Yeah, but I don't think it was enough. And I guess working he shouldn't in... have to act. That's <laughs> what he was. Don't act or speak. Really, just stop him speaking. <laughs> Especially M words. Just get him geared up in his lumberjack kit. Send him out with an axe and. Let him go nuts. I mean, that's why... Then give him a leather jacket at the end. Everyone wins. That's why Commando works. Mate, that that jacket's not leather. That's (laughs) vital. No doubt about it. Commando is the prime example. His speaking is short and sweet. There's barely any real exposition other than we know he's got a daughter. Yep. And he's king shit. He's supposed to be the greatest special forces soldier ever to work the earth. And that's really it. It It doesn't go further than that. It's because much. people understood that whoever whoever's involved in Commando understood this is a popcorn movie only, and and this guy's strength is his physicality, mm. and we won't worry about anything else. And the puns are great. Yeah, just yeah. ask Just add steel drums. <laughs> yes. All he needed some steel drums. <laughs> we should have done Commando. I fucked up. I, I was just about to say. Why did I, I watched I Commando in preparation for this. I don't know. I think Whose idea was this? We need. I wanted to see some. Lesson on Arnie. Stop trying to justify it. I'm trying to justify it. So it's your fault. I'm going to continue to justify this because... Adam's um, banned. I think your mind just goes numb and you go, oh, fuck, let's watch this. I haven't watched that in a while. And And there's a brain squeeze and I go, raw deal. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought about raw deal in 20 years and then suddenly... 
It comes back to bite, bite us in the ass every single time. Yeah, look, I should have gone with Commander. Yeah. I should have gone with Commander. But, but I mean, I can't, I, in all seriousness, I can't fault your logic because I've, there's been some bad Arnie flicks along the way that I've, I've enjoyed. You know, things like The Sixth Day. It's, a, it's not a great movie by any stretch, but I got what I came for. I got what I, you know, I got what I wanted out of that. And that was just a bit of classic Arnie. And this one just, I don't know, just... Because this is like the Joker in the pack. It's, it's the one where there's, he's, it's not he's doing something different and it does not work in any way. And obviously when Predator came along, which was a year later, that was when Arnie took off and, mm. and he got into better projects. Yeah. But, and they knew what he was... Yeah, what he, what he could of, do, what his limitations were. Yeah. But they still thought he was an actor of some note. <laughs> Back in the, the raw deal days, but maybe they should have just taken Total Recall's tack and said, "Oh shit, got kick him in the nuts." We've got, we got a scene here. We've got a scene here, Paul. Um, it requires some acting. No, no, no. Rewrite. Kick him in the nuts. Just <laughs> <laughs> have you have a fun over scene, and over balls. again. The only other arty one that I don't like, surprisingly, was later on in his career. I don't like um, Eraser. Yeah, I thought Eraser was yeah. terps. Bit of a dud. It, it had the classic like. Uh, you know, comedy sidekick factor. Vanessa Williams trying to start an acting career was just abysmal. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to like there. I agree. And the whole thing about, and, you know, the luggage, he shoots an alligator and then says something about luggage or boots oh, or some yeah. shit God. like that, some sort of stupid comment. Yeah, I think Eraser was one that I really didn't like. Yeah. And but yet that was in the prime of those movies for him. But it's, pr- it's pretty, um, it's rare that you'll just, you'll watch an Arnie movie and just think, oh, I hate this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I pretty much did with this one. Yeah. Oh, I'm right there. Yep. Now, has it, anyone else got anything they want to bring up about that raw deal? Or was so they... The other thing I want to bring up is when I was trying to think of stuff that I liked about this movie, and as I said, I watched Commando before it. I'd, I'd be thinking about, it, I'm like, oh, what, 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 have I, what have I got? Anything? Oh, I love that bit when he when he when he walks up to that chained glo- closed gate and then just tears the chain away. I'm like, oh no no no, that was Commando. Yeah. Um, no, there was nothing. Yeah. Nothing good. Yeah. Just, Everything good that I thought of was from the movie that I watched previous, and I watched this twice. I, it's good. Fuck, Stan are just going, who the hell's watching War <laughs> This thing's been sitting there for, for months. You know, and one of the executives is like, I told you pricks it should be in there. Uh, someone's going, someone's onto it. Raw Deal hasn't had a hit for a year, yet the same person seems to have watched it twice. Yeah, it's like you both said, whoever's put it in the catalogues like in the meetings now going, you watch it catch fire. Look at this. It's gonna go off now. Everyone's gonna watch it. He'll be the bloke that's trying to get RoboShark. Yeah. Well, bring on RoboShark, I'm telling you right now. Jamie, we Can't heard be you worse. loud and clear. RoboShark, if you can find it, it's in. Alright, well I think we've we've covered Raw Deal. Um, we've, we feel we've all received a on it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not one of the Arnie Cannon that will get another run uh, in my book, I don't think. Did we... Um, Christ. What did no we way. give this when we went through Arnie's catalogue? Uh, it didn't get a <laughs> Didn't get anything? I don't believe so. No. That, um, might, that might be why you... It may be. Watch it again. Yeah, maybe. I, I, sort of I hadn't seen it in years, seen years it, yeah. and years. So it's one that I felt... About revisiting because I just wanted to know if it was any good and maybe it was a hidden Arnie gem. Can I take a medal off? You can take just a medal for this. Off. <laughs> if, you want. if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or at Podomatic at Pod- Podomat. Get it out there, mate. <laughs> Thrillme.podomatic.com. <laughs> Excuse me. What a setup. What a setup. Professionalism all the way. Uh, our next episode horror, me and Jared back together for one, our final episode together. Gibbo will be back in Canberra as of two weeks' time, I think. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Two weeks' time. And so it'll be the three of us from now on. Jared, have you got a movie that you feel we should cover? I was thinking through a couple, but I've gone a bit numb. Talking about <laughs> raw deal again. <laughs> yeah. Anyone? Sort of sucked his soul. Yeah, it has. I'm just here with sort of a hollow, hollow head. Hollowed out. I was thinking possibly not Elm Street three, but we may have done too much. Elm we've Street. done a bit of Elm Street. I'm feeling saturated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've done a bit. I don't of even Street. do it. We've done a bit of Elm Street. 
done a bit of done a bit of Halloween. Halloween, yeah. The other one that I was thinking of is Alien. Alien. See, we won't give Alien on that. Mm. I think we can hold Alien back just slightly because I thought we were going to do a full package. Right. Okay. Can I make a suggestion? Just, we just, just do get it a turd, off, yeah. Get a turd out of the way that I don't have to be involved in. Pieces. <laughs> yeah, look, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss no, all the full pieces retrospective. We'll discuss this off air and come up with a, a suitable turd. Maybe we should watch a Michael Keaton film. <laughs> uh, or a Mickey Keaton, <laughs> Mickey Keaton film. Yeah. I've got to out myself there. Thank you for editing it editing it out <laughs> last week. But um, there was a, a movie in the What We're Looking Forward to in 2016 that I got, <laughs> I got sort of – my interest was piqued. And I said, there's this one that Michael Keaton's involved with. Looks bloody good about, you know, an old war vet that's... Carnage Park. I yeah, Carnage Park. And after we'd finished recording, I, I sort of realised that it was actually by a filmmaker called Mickey Keating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a bit Same excited person, about it, but <laughs> I'm sorry, Mickey. If you hadn't had Michael Keaton in the movie, it would, probably would have been a 10 out of 10. Yeah, exactly. So I took that out, but yeah, he's out it himself. You're a good bloke. He's up front about it. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll look into the uh, – we'll have a bit of a discussion off air and work out next episode's film. Until then, Gibbo, thanks very much for being involved again tonight. And uh, yeah. obviously we look forward to having your uh, dulcet tones back in the uh, back in the state. And having some input in selection so yes. Adam doesn't get yeah, left to his that's own That's what devices. I'm excited about every time. <laughs> Don't you fucking blame me for everything. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to return happens. serve again. I said I, I, said I wasn't going to do it, but yeah, I'm going but you to. You will return serve, I bet. Yep. Uh, until next episode, thanks for listening. Keep watching movies, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Yeah. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.